this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh, boy! Here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates! This is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Oh, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Walt's birthday. Today, the day we're recording this on December 5th, uh, it is Walt's 118th birthday. So happy birthday, Walt Disney. You are the man. You're the reason we're doing all of this. You created all of it, and uh, it's all from you, buddy. So Thank you, Walt, uh, wherever you are. Thank you so much for the creation of Mickey Mouse and Disneyland and everything else that goes with it. Much appreciated. Thank you. This is a great show. We've got a big show coming up today. A lot of news to talk about. We've got a lot of Epcot stuff to talk about. We have a Rise of the Resistance open today. The the Candlelight Processional is in full swing over at Epcot. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Tom Holland saving Spider-Man. We'll talk a little bit about that. And later on in the show, my good friend Kyle, I like to call him Jedi Kyle, he's going to come on the show and he's going to talk about his first Disney World visit. Now, it's not actually his first. He went when he was a kid. But this is kind of his first. So I thought he would be fun to come on and kind of share his experiences, kind of talk a little bit about his, through his eyes of just, you know, what it's like to experience the parks and what was cool and what was awesome and what was great, what maybe could be fixed a little bit from his perspective, but we'll get to Kyle in a little bit. Um, like I said, we had a lot to do, a lot of stuff to get to. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We took the week off last week because of the holiday, and you know when the kids home, there's no time to do anything. I, I was pretty much gone every day uh, up to my in-laws' house, which is not a bad thing. They were great people, and we ate lots and lots of ham. I am not a turkey guy at all. I don't eat stuffing. I don't eat cran- cranberry sauce, but I do eat lots of ham. My favorite food is sweet potato casserole. Of course, corn casserole. We had some sort of uh, some sort of orange uh, orange salad, which was delicious. Ate a lot of that. A lot of rolls. I mean, just. Ate a lot, just no turkey, because I'm not a turkey guy, but that's okay. That's just me. Let's go ahead and get get things started. How about some news? Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. First up, Rise of the Resistance did open today at Disney World. Now, it's been in soft open in the last couple of days. Of course, they had a media event last night. They had uh, other things going on where, you know, celebrities were coming in, the big wigs, people like that were coming in over the last several days. So several things were going on over the last several days or so, but today was the first big opening day. Now, they didn't release this to the public initially, far as I can understand, which I think is a mistake on Disney's part. And what I'm talking about is the, the ride reservation. Not a fast pass, but kind of an onboarding system where you go into the park, you get onto your app, and you kind of have to put yourself in line through the app. They kind of did this with Smuggler's Run, but after the first day or two, they didn't really need it. I mean, it was kind of evening it out. With this ride, however, they definitely are going to have to use utilize the boarding system 
And apparently they ran out of space in the boarding system about 8.30 this morning, 8 o'clock this morning. So if you weren't on the boarding system, if you weren't in the quote-unquote virtual queue this morning at around 8 o'clock, you weren't going to ride the ride. The ride did break down once as far as I know, but apparently it's up and running now. I've seen ride-through videos of it. It looks amazing. You can find those on YouTube. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Disney on a dollar, my Disney Facebook page, and see the ride-through there that I've posted. It looks incredible. The, the, the word is that the ride is incredible. Everybody coming off the ride is talking about how amazing the ride is, talking about how good the ride is, how much fun, how immersive, how creative, how, you know, there's all kinds of Star Wars things everywhere. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'll enjoy the ride itself. That's what I'm hearing. I get the ride the Disneyland version in January. Uh, it actually opens up on January 17th. I'll be there the week after, so I get to ride that one then. But this ride opened up at Disney World today, and uh, I'm excited. It looks great, and uh, you know, all indications are that it is, is is a winner, that Disney knocked it out of the park. So let's hope Let's hope that it stays right, it stays going, that it stays up, it doesn't break down much, that it just keeps going. It looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Next up here, got several bits of Epcot news for you. In January, January 17th, 2020, Epcot will have three films debut on the same day that the Epcot International Festival of the Arts all begins. Uh, awesome Planet. It's owned in the Land Pavilion. I believe it's going to be in the theater where the Circle of Life used to be, and I think they had something temporarily there for a little while. Well, Awesome Planet is a new film. It's a 10-minute film opening up with uh, spectacular imagery, in-theater effects, and an um, original musical score from an Academy Award-winning composer, Stephen Price. Uh, Beauty of the Beast Sing-Along, over in the France Pavilion, directed and produced by Don Hahn, who is a Disney... I don't know if he's a Disney legend yet, but he should be. Uh, he also produced the animated and live-action Beauty and the Beast films. He invites guests to participate in a twist on the tale as old as time. It will have narration from Angela Lansbury. The new sing-along will run in rotation with Impressions de France, which will receive an upgrade to 4K projection. And finally, in Canada, a Canada far and wide in Circle Vision 360 film opening up in the Canadian Pavilion. It's an update to the previous O Canada film with new scenes, a new musical score by Canadian composer Andrew Lockington, and a brand new narration by award-winning actors Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. And this is this is really cool. Eugene Levy, if you don't know him, then you do know him. He's actually in American Pie, all those films. Um, if you haven't seen those, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. You would know his face. You would know his voice. He's just that kind of a character actor. He's been in a ton of things. Catherine O'Hara, she's the mom from Home Alone. That's how you know Catherine O'Hara, but she's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. The two of them together were in Christopher Guest-directed uh, feature films like A Mighty Wind, For Your Consideration, those kind of mockumentaries. They were together. They were... They're, they're, comedy geniuses, both of them. So I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about hearing them too. I think this is going to be really, really cool. Also in Epcot, DuckTales is back in the zeitgeist. I mean, who knew that DuckTales would suddenly be so popular again? Of course, with the new DuckTales on Disney Channel and uh, Disney Plus, Disney's DuckTales World Showcase Adventure announced for Play Disney Parks mobile app at Epcot. That's quite a headline, so let me talk about this a little bit. The DuckTales World Showcase Adventure will invite you to join Scrooge McDuck, Donald, Launchpad, McQuack, Webby, and the nephews in search of our priceless treasure. You will be using your Play Disney Parks mobile app. You could take a trip around World Showcase discovering exotic locations, exciting mysteries, and maybe even a few villains and supernatural guardians of artifacts. Uh, this is the next iteration of the World Showcase scavenger hunt that we've had many years there. Um, now, before... Way back in the day, this was the Kim Possible uh, scavenger hunt. Uh, recently, it's been the the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. Now, what you would do is you would get a, like a little cell phone, a little disposable cell phone that you would take from Epcot. You would walk around. You would use this little phone. 
it's not really a cell phone. You can't really use it to call people, but you would use the device to kind of uh, activate different things, different showcases, different uh, world pavilions. Like in Norway, you'd push the button, and a little figure would pop up and tell you the story or like a mystery kind of thing, and it would send you over to France, and then you had to go to Morocco, and, and all that, you know, those, those kind of scavenger hunt kind of things. You would collect different items on your little phone there. At the end of the day, you turn it in, and you could do it as much or as little as you wanted to. You didn't have to do all of them. Well, I think they're scrapping all the phone little things, all the devices, all those things, and they're going to the Play Disney Parks mobile app. It's an app on your phone. Now, I have not played with this very much. I've heard that if you're in Galaxy's Edge, it actually is a pretty cool thing to use. Uh, so this is something that I need to hop on as well. But uh, but that's going to be happening over in Epcot. That's going to be replacing the Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. I don't know exactly know when it's going to replace it, but it is going to replace it. Uh, inside Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot as well, the cars have been released. Uh, the little rat cars, basically. And uh, if you go to my Instagram, it's uh, Magic on a Dollar over on Instagram. You'll see a little little picture of the car there. It's a big big rat based on. Disney's uh, Ratatouille film. This family-friendly attraction will invite guests to shrink down to the scale of a rat for a culinary adventure with Chef Remy. Uh, we will race across Gasto's kitchen floor aboard special trackless ride vehicles, uh, which is pretty cool. That means there's no track on the floor. You can't see the track. Now, there's some sort of system under the track that's moving the car along. We know it's not just a free-flowing car, but there's no track down on the floor, which is pretty cool. This is actually happening over in France. They've got the Ratatouille ride already open. They're bringing it to Epcot over in the France Pavilion. Summer 2020 is the projected date of the opening. Still in Epcot, let's talk about some food. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft, Draft, and Barbecue. The new fast casual restaurant opening this winter at American Adventure in Epcot will serve classic barbecue and home-style craft brews. When you step up to the pavilion, you'll be greeted by the enticing aromas of barbecue coming down from a large smoker located in the center of the outdoor bar and seating area. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft, Draft, and Barbecue will celebrate American backyard barbecue with flavors from different regions around the United States. I'm hoping that one day they will put a table service in the American Pavilion. But still, this looks pretty cool. This looks good. It's a, it's, it seems like a quick service, uh, so that's awesome. Uh, everybody loves some good barbecue. Also at Epcot, something we are waiting on. We're waiting to see what happens. The Space 2020 Restaurant, a brand new table service restaurant, debuting this winter at Epcot, right next to Mission Space. When you enter the restaurant, you'll step into a special space elevator that will take you 220 miles above the Earth's surface and offer incredible celestial views. Guests will feel as if they're traveling straight up into space to dock next to to the Centauri Space Station, suspended just beyond the orbit of Mission Space. Upon your arrival, you will be guided to the seats past the Grow Zone, a spinning wall of produce that mimics the Earth's gravity and represents some of the fresh ingredients used by the restaurant's culinary team. Um, we are waiting for this to open. Uh, it was projected to be sometime in December, and we've heard nothing about it. And now they're saying uh, Marchish, maybe February, February, March. Dining reservations for this have not opened, so we're just waiting on it. Space 2020 Restaurant will open sometime uh, in the very, very near future. One more bit of Epcot here. Uh, every year, there is something they call the Candlelight Processional, and it is this incredible show where they have this choir made up mostly of cast members, and uh, I think there might be some other people up there too, but mostly it's cast members, and you have to audition for this thing from what I understand, and they are doing this incredible choir performance of, of you know, Christmas songs, everything from Jingle Bells to Hark Herald Angels Sing to Silent Night to, to you know, worship songs, things like that. And, of course, you have celebrity narrators that come out, and they read from the Bible, and they tell the story of, of Jesus. They tell the birth of, of Christ, of the Savior, uh, which is a great little thing. And this is one of those things that's like, I'm 
if I'm being honest, I'm surprised they still do this because it is reading from directly from the Bible. Now, some hosts take it more seriously than others. I saw John Stamos last year. He was okay. He kind of made jokes all the way through it, and I guess it's just a very, him him being very Uncle Jesse. I don't know. Uh, other narrators I've heard have been amazing. Uh, Jody Benson I saw a few years ago, and she was incredible. I loved hearing her talk. Loved hearing him read from the read from the scripture uh, with a choir behind it. This year, you could also see Whoopi Goldberg, Gary Sinise, Pat Sajak, Edward James Almo. Marley Matlin. My wife's favorite is Christian music artist Stephen Chris Chapman. He's done it a couple of times and she's seen him and she loves hearing him read the story. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is also very, very popular. He's probably the most popular out there and he comes back year after year and people love him. People line up for hours to get in there to see him. There, This is a non-ticketed event. You don't need a ticket to get this. Uh, you just basically have to get in. Uh, this, the, the American Adventures Pavilion only holds a certain amount of people, maybe a couple of hundred or so, so it is kind of a hot ticket. One thing you can do is do a dinner package. You could do somewhere like Rose and Crown where you add on the special seating, so instead of paying you know $40 for your meal, you pay 60 bucks for your meal, but you get an extra ticket, so you get special seating for the uh, for the candlelight processional. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was there this week. He actually was there for a couple of days, uh, for three days this week, and he did a phenomenal job. You actually can go on, on YouTube and see it, uh, but I want to play a clip, just so you can have an, idea, have an idea of what's going on there. This is Neil Patrick Harris uh, reading a, a bit of the Christmas story and the choir coming in right behind him, so let's listen to this. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. I do enjoy a good, good choir. So if you have the chance to see this candlelight processional, I definitely encourage you to do so. Neil Patrick Harris or whoever, I would encourage you to go see it. Uh, get a ticket if you can or get that dining package if you can uh, or just line up and you know prepare to wait. But it's worth it. All right, so that's all for the news today. we got more things we can talk about, but I want to get to our guest here. Uh, my good friend Kyle Price, he's out of Oklahoma, and I met him at a few conferences. A good, good guy. And ladies, he is single. I don't think he'll mind me telling you this. If you want to talk to him, let me know. I'll try to be his filter and try to try to uh, carve out the wackos and make sure no, nobody crazy gets to him. But uh, he's a good, good guy. And uh, he got to go to Disney World for the first time in a very, very long time. Uh, he went as part of a group called Paradigm Shift, with a friend of mine named Jared, and I've got several members of this group that are that are friends of mine, so I, I really love these guys, and, and Kyle will talk a little bit about what that is, what Paradigm Shift is in a second, but I uh, want to bring him on, and I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about his experiences, kind of seeing the parks through his eyes, because I've been a lot of times, and I know a lot of you have been several times, and maybe you've been recently, or maybe you've been, you know, in the last couple of years or whatever, but uh, as a first-timer, especially in his 20s, I thought this was a great conversation, so let's turn it over now to my interview with Kyle. 
And I've got on the phone here with me my good friend Kyle Price. Now, he is a, he's a guy that I've known through various groups via Al Gore's Internet. So we've been able to meet up here and there through conferences and meetings and things like that. And I like this guy a lot. I think you will, too. Uh, Kyle, visiting Disney World very recently for uh, – Kyle, is this right? The first time, maybe the second time, something like that? Uh, what's, what's your history with Disney World? Yeah, so uh, my family actually went, we took my older brother uh, to college in Fort Myers, uh, Florida in 2004. So I would have been in, I think, fourth grade or just finished fourth grade or something like that. Right, so it's been a little while. Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit. We, um, <laughs> I know everyone's laughing at uh, <laughs> me being in fourth grade in 2004. Um <laughs> Showing my age a little bit, but yeah. uh yeah, we only went to Magic Kingdom on that trip, so okay. this is my first time getting to go to the other parks. Okay, now you went with a group of people. I mean, a group of people that I know, but obviously that you work with. You work with Paradigm Shift, and uh, just real quick, what is Paradigm Shift? When I say that, what is what is that? What is that for the audience? Yeah, so Paradigm Shift, uh, we really focus on experiential education. So we uh, go and work a lot of times with either high school, college, or corporate groups, um, really training them on you know the soft skills, so to speak, the uh, the leadership, the goal setting, time management, college and career readiness, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times we we will work with um, federal grants, uh, mm -hmm. for example, Trio and Gear Up that help first-generation low-income students get and stay in college. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, and of course, like I said, you went with a group of people. Now, your background, you're a huge Star Wars fan. I know that for a fact. You're actually in my phone as Jedi Kyle because you're a big <laughs> Star Wars fan. Uh, any other characters, any other things you were looking forward to going to Disney World? Like, maybe you didn't, you weren't sure about, but you just like, I can't wait to experience this or see this besides Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, oh, that'd, be, that'd be your number one thing I know, but, but let's go to number two on down the list. <laughs> Um, honestly, aside from Galaxy's Edge, I didn't have a ton of expectations. I was trying to keep my eye out for, uh, for the up characters. I heard they were right. around mm -hmm. love up. Honestly, anything Pixar pretty much. Right. Uh, I, was, I was pretty excited to experience that. Other than that, not really. All right. So, so day one, what was the first park? What was the first day? First park on, on the first day of your trip? Yeah, so day one, we went to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, uh, all right. Yeah. Which you'll see the up characters there. Doug and Russell are there, and Kevin walks around. So. Right, almost out the gate. Yeah. Like, pretty so, soon. All right, so quick experiences. I mean, rides you love, things you just went – I mean, like, let's talk a little bit about your Animal Kingdom day. Yeah, so um, we showed up, kind of did the whole group thing. Hey, we're all together. There were, like, 17 of us um, right. total on the trip. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but – Overall, the trip was like, hey, just kind of go do your thing. We'll probably eat, you know, dinner together. Mm -hmm. We might do a show together, something like that. So we just kind of uh, all went off on our different paths. We showed up, and right off the bat, um, as soon as we get through the little, like, I call it the zoo area, I guess. Right. The beginning with the waterfall yeah. and the animals. Mm -hmm. um, I, was, I was blown away the second I saw the Tree of Life. Uh, maybe my favorite thing in that entire park. I I looked at it for like 15 minutes and could have kept looking at it for it's, another hour. It's like Magic Kingdom where it's built as a reveal. Like with Magic Kingdom, you can't just walk straight in and see the castle. You have to kind of go through a little tunnel and then around right. the corner. Same thing with Animal Kingdom. You go through the oasis, which is what you're talking about, where all the animals are and they're kind of – you get cast members out there holding spiders and little guinea mm -hmm. pigs whatever and things. And you cross over this bridge over this hill and it just kind of – as you crest the hill, there's the tree down at the bottom and you see it. And it's, it is kind of a cool reveal, especially if you've never seen it. It's like – 
holy crap, that's amazing. You know, 300 and something animals carved into the side of the tree, which is pretty cool. Um, it is man-made in case you didn't know. I wasn't sure if you right. did or not. <laughs> so, and you got, you went to Flight of Passage, is that right? Yes, uh, Flight of Passage. I, I ended up over the course of a week, because we had the uh, Park Hopper Pass. Right. We ended up doing Flight of Passage, I think, four times. Nice. The entire week. Nice. Yeah, so phenomenal ride. It might be my favorite ride in any of the parks. It is. It's pretty amazing. It is really amazing, and it's funny because watching the the I'm kidding, with with as a travel planner, I watch the the times and everything with clients. Because people ask me about trips and what the what the wait times look like, that kind of thing. And I've noticed that right out of the gate, Smugglers Run, which we'll get to, you know, the wait times were really high, and they were <laughs> more than Flight of Passage. But as time has gone on over the last couple of months, Smuggler's Run has come back down and Flight of Passage has stayed high. The wait times for that are always long because it's such a phenomenal ride. It's an amazing, amazing attraction. So, um, and obviously, I, I'm guessing you didn't know what to expect on Flight of Passage. You just went with it and just kind of went into it completely blind. Is that right? Yeah, I had no idea. So I actually, um, I have a heart condition, uh, mm -hmm. mitral valve prolapse. So I was, I was always kind of, you know, wary. There are certain right. roller coasters I can't ride, so I couldn't ride like rock and roller coaster for example. Um, so I was asking all my friends like, Hey, is this something that like, if I go on, will I die? And they were like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Don't worry about it. So I got on and man, just phenomenal. The first yeah. time actually there was, uh, some kind of fire alarm going off. So like, as soon as I got in line, I was taken back out of the line and right. then someone gave me a free fast pass because mm -hmm. that happened. Yep. So, um, got to go on in like 10, 15 minutes. Nice. Phenomenal ride. Um, I actually have a background in electrical engineering. So the first couple times it was just pure experience, phenomenal. And then the last couple times I wrote it, um, I looked at it from an engineering perspective and right. just, man, they do some phenomenal, crazy stuff that I would have never thought of. It's a, it's a hard ride to describe to people because you tell them that you're riding a banshee, but it's like, well, you're kind of riding, it looks like a motorcycle you kind of straddle, but it's not really a motorcycle, and it, it kind of breathes under you, but it's not really breathing, but it kind of is. You see the video screen, but you're not really innovative. I mean, it's really hard to describe. And like exactly. you, probably the third or fourth time I rode it, I started looking around, looking it up and around, and, and seeing mm -hmm. the, other, the other guests as, you know, the way it loads and everything. And it's just, it looks so cool the way it's all done. Um, you know, it's just Imagineers are phenomenal. So, uh, you know, had Flight of Passage, of course. Uh, so, what are some other attractions there at Animal Kingdom that just kind of got you, blew you away, that you loved? Oh, man. Um, I will say Animal Kingdom might be my overall favorite park. So, park. Um, uh, man, just phenomenal stuff. I really enjoyed Kali River Rapids. Um, really? Okay. Just, it, was, it was great as a group because it was, I had ridden it before the rest of my group mm -hmm. and there was that moment of like okay who's gonna who's gonna get the splash zone right um everybody thought it was everybody else and then uh we have <laughs> one of our team members neha who was like trying to film <laughs> and i convinced her that it was not going to be her and right. she just got drenched oh that's fantastic that is awesome <laughs> i know um, i know neha so that's wonderful that's that's great to hear it's great to hear <laughs> exactly it was so funny the uh the lion king show mm -hmm. man it was so good um, I was telling my team if I could have a job other than Paradigm Shift, I would, I would love to do something like that, you know, um, or the Finding Nemo show. Oh, the I love, I love the Lion King show, but the Finding Nemo show just blew me away. The puppetry and you know, the songs, um, the song, the Just Keep Swimming song is probably one of my favorite Disney songs, like in any park movie across the board. I and I sing it like randomly around the house now. The whole Just Keep Swimming, Just Keep, it's it's wonderful. It's great. It's great. So did you did you get to do the safari? Oh, the safari. Okay. Yeah. So, 
I really like the safari. It was pretty cool. I've actually been on a safari before, so mm -hmm. it kind of had a similar vibe. Um, I I will be honest. Our our safari leader seemed pretty um, tired at mm. the time. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's one of those like jungle cruise things where you have to get the right person. Right. Right. Cause I heard the truck behind us and they were all cracking up and they were all having a good time. But ours was like, uh. it's kind of like when you go to go eat hibachi somewhere, the, the chef at the other table is the one making everybody laugh. And you're like, why isn't our guy telling jokes? He's just doing his little egg roll thing and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Still yeah. very cool. Definitely yep. worth checking out. Um, yep. And then, you know, the, the Maharaja jungle trek was pretty walking cool. Walking through that is – and that's a hidden gem. A lot of people don't walk through that, but walking through there is really, really cool. So um, it's cool that you yeah. like Kali River Rapids, too. Now, did, did you guys eat at Boma? Is that – am I remembering that right, or did you eat somewhere yes. else? Yes. Okay. Uh, our very first Disney experience for the entire week was at Boma, which okay. was – you know, it was phenomenal. Um, like I said, I've been to Africa before, so they had the African dishes. They had mm -hmm. the shima or the pop. Um, right. they had all kinds of like the plantains, all kinds of different stuff from around Africa, very nostalgic, very good food. And the zebra domes, which has a tiny bit of alcohol in it. I mean, you got to eat a whole lot to feel anything, but yeah, zebra domes are, are, are pretty good too. So, uh, good times. All right. So that's animal kingdom. What was your next day? What, what, what day did you go to? Or what was the next day of your trip? Uh, what park did you go to? Yeah. So we did animal kingdom. And then after that we did magic kingdom, magic kingdom. Okay. So you haven't been since 2004. Not a ton of – well, I say not a ton of stuff has changed. There's a lot of changes, but nothing so significant. Like, <clears throat> they haven't built an entire half of the park, although, you know, New Fantasyland is fairly new um, with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, right. Castle. That part you would not remember. Uh, but otherwise, everything else is mostly the same. Um, so was it kind of the same as you remember? I mean, was it new, like a walking in going, I don't remember any of this. This is fantastic. How'd you take that? Uh, it was weird. I kind of had little like snippets of memories. Like mm -hmm. I remember um, just like this image of the front of the haunted mansion, but I don't remember. I didn't remember any of the ride. Right. Um, I remembered like uh, one part, uh, one very specific part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but I didn't nothing else from that. Right. I did remember uh, it's a small world. Mm -hmm. And I remembered, um, you know, probably low on my priority list this time. Um, phenomenal ride. Great ride for the nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. But, you know. And for the music. Point, great music. Which, yeah. the boats always end up getting backed up. And so you always end mm -hmm. up with an extra five or ten minutes of that song that you actually intended. So, yeah, that's always fun. Uh, did you get to do Mine Train? That's, the, that's one of the big ones. I did not get to do Mine Train. Oh, no. You got to go back. You got to go back. I know. We stood in line for it for like an hour and a half, and mm -hmm. then it ended up getting shut down for the rest oh, of the no. day or something like that. So, oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a miss. That's definitely something you'll need to go for first next time you go. So uh, Space Mountain, Big Thunder, Splash Mountain, what are some of the big ones. Uh, I'm guessing you rode those? Uh, I did not get to ride those. Oh, well, um, you did say you had a heart condition. Program. So, yeah. So, yeah. well, I guess that leads to, my, to the those. question. What, um, I mean, I guess big coasters like that, are those things you just kind of avoid just in case or – uh, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't know anything about the condition you're talking about. So, and I don't want to get too personal, but um, what, like Space Mountain, is that a ride you're just thinking, nope, I can't do it, not even going to try, or, or what? Honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I could probably do this, but it's not worth risking for me. Right. Some people, you know, my talk about prolapse is one of those things. Like, I haven't really had to worry about it in my life, but mm -hmm. there's always that warning where it's like, okay, if you have a heart condition probably shouldn't do this thing right so Makes every sense, now yeah. and then i'll do the thing if it's if it's too fast or too big then i'll 
just, you know, abstain. I'll go watch, you know, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor right. or Philhar Magic or something like that while everybody else has fun. <laughs> Philhar Magic Phil is one of my favorites, one of my top three oh, favorite it's rides. So it's so It's such a cool show, and I, I make sure I – it's one of those I make sure I do every single time. And the wait's never very long. Even on busy days, mm-hmm. you wait maybe 20 minutes. You have to wait for the next show to come in. But it's just – I love Philhar Magic. Uh, where'd you guys eat at Magic Kingdom? Or did you eat at Magic Kingdom? Did you have to go somewhere else? Yeah, so we ate in the parks every single time okay. or every single day. Um, so Animal Kingdom, I'm trying to think. I know we ate at Satuli um, Canteen. Yes. Uh, um, and then the um, Yak and Yeti, we just mm-hmm. did like some quick service that right. night. Uh, Magic Kingdom, we did – I think we did Pecos Bills okay. um, for lunch. And then for dinner, I think we did Rays. Cosmic Rays, yeah, yeah. Cosmic Rays, yeah. Is, cause I like Cosmic Rays. It's standard. It's basic. It's it's like food for everybody. Chicken fingers, and yeah. hot dogs, and stuff. Pecos Bills. Um, I know you have a heart condition. For me, it gives me a stomach condition. So I don't know that I need a whole lot of Pecos <laughs> Bills. I like Pecos Bills, okay, but it's not my favorite. But I I, I do enjoy Cosmic Rays. Uh, probably Columbia Harbor House is my favorite. I think I mentioned that to you when you were asking mm. me about it. But uh, it's good. So Magic Kingdom. Uh, did you see the fireworks that night? <clears throat> I um I'm gonna have to go back to Magic Kingdom oh, because my I goodness. did not do the fireworks that mm-hmm. night. I was with a large group of people. We were all pretty tired, right? And uh, we decided <laughs> instead of doing that, we were gonna hop on a bus and go and check out the Tree of Life again and do <laughs> Flight of Passage again. I'm pretty tired. Let's go to Animal Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm. It's honestly my biggest regret from the entire trip. I know it was a missed opportunity. I You'll know get it was back. Like well, and you can watch them online too. I mean, obviously it's not the same, but you can definitely see it online. Uh, if you really want to kind of catch a glimpse of what did I miss? Then again, maybe you shouldn't because you'll go into too far deep regret thinking you missed it, you know? Uh, so, yeah. all right, so we got, we got animal kingdom. We got magic kingdom. What was next on, on the next day? Uh, the next day was kind of a, a free day. Uh, we had five total days for four mm-hmm. parks. So uh, that day, a lot of us went to Magic Kingdom for the first part of the day and then just kind of went off in different directions for the rest okay. of the day. Uh, I went to Magic Kingdom until about lunch and then went to Hollywood Studios. Nice. Nice. Now, that was your, also your, your following day, too. or Because you, you had Epcot and Hollywood Studios the next two days. Like, which day did you – what did you do the next day after your free day? Uh, after the free day, we did Epcot. Epcot. Or, no, no, okay. no, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Hollywood Studios, Hollywood. I think. So let's talk about Hollywood Studios. And you did the part – so for your half day on your free day there, you went over there. Did you just kind of basically hit, hit Smuggler's Run, or did you decide to save that for the following day, or, or what would you hit on your half day? Yeah, so um, before I move on from Magic Kingdom, I do want to say for yeah. that entire half day, since I had been in the park already, I did mm-hmm. Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Fun times. Uh, the card game and mm-hmm. i only got like you know halfway through but it right. was awesome i yeah. found these people who had like whole notebooks full of cards and yep. they were it's pretty cool you can go up to this kiosk put your magic band up and like this video pops up and you're right. like oh i had no idea i thought that was just a decoration <laughs> yeah it's um, it's a pretty cool game and a lot and a lot of people either don't know about it or they don't they think it's such for little kids and so they don't worry about it but it mm-hmm. is a cool game and it's one of those things where i haven't figured out how it works yet because it's it's really a paper card and I don't know if there's mm-hmm. something in the card, like a magnetic strip of some sort, or there's some sort of infrared something as you're standing in that little spot where you're supposed to stand. And that, that's what alerts the, the system to come on. It's a cool system. And I've got probably 50 or 100 cards. And I've got a bunch of an open packs and everything. Because and, it's a free souvenir. Anybody who goes to mm-hmm. Disney World can go to the firehouse and get a free pack of cards. You don't even have to play. 
they will just give you the cards and then you walk out and just you know you're, you've got cards and so it's it's a pretty cool little system too so i'm glad you like sorcerer's magic kingdom um all right so oh we're at hollywood studios where do where do we where do we hit first Yes. So that day of Hollywood Studios, uh, that entire afternoon, since I am such a big Star Wars fan, I dedicated the entire afternoon just directly to nice. uh, Galaxy's Edge. Nice, nice. Now, was it just you by yourself? You have a group, some people with you? Uh, there were four of us. Okay. Yeah. So we cool. had a little bit of a group. Um, gotcha. I honestly spent a lot of time there. They went off and did right. you know, Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower mm -hmm. of Terror and the whole thing. But uh, man. It was everything I could have hoped for and more. We went directly there, didn't stop for anything. No Indiana Jones, no Frozen, <laughs> right, right. just went straight there. And oh my gosh, I, uh, you walk through this tunnel and you immediately, Disney does such a good job of like sectioning off the different areas. Yep, making immersive. Mm -hmm. The exact moment you walk out of that tunnel, you are on Batu. you are in the Star Wars universe. Uh, man, it's just... I could go on and on and on and on. Yeah, it's about it. it's a pretty amazing, amazing setup. It's a pretty amazing land because, like, you, and it it is positioned where you walk through it, you can't see the rest of the park, which is how they designed it to be. Um, and it is in the very right. back of the park, and it's just you know you wander around that marketplace, and there's the little cafes over here. There's the starships, and there's just and there's characters walking around. They're not stopping for meet and greets. They're walking around because that's their job on about two. You'll see Ray walk through, but she's not stopping because she's not in a park at a, at a like a like a setup where you can meet her or whatever. She's actually on Batu doing something purposeful. So you have to kind of walk beside her. It's, it's, it's cool how it's set up. Now, did you get to ride Smuggler's Run uh, while you were there? Uh, I or, rode or that afternoon? Yes, I rode Smuggler's Run uh, twice. I did huh? not get to be the gunner. I was the driver and I was the engineer. But yeah, Smuggler's Run, phenomenal. Exactly what I wanted. I love... One thing I love as a Star Wars fan is uh, anytime you can connect things that might not be in the movies mm -hmm. that fans don't know as much about. So like the Hondo Onaka thing, yeah. big character in Star Wars Clone Wars. He shows up a couple more times throughout the canon. Um, I love that they included Hondo. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the animatronics on that guy, I yeah, thought it was pretty a real cool. person. It's pretty cool. It's, and for the audience, the way it's set up is you walk through the queue and you go into a, like a standing area where they kind of tell you what's going on. They kind of explain the ride to you. Hondo is up on a platform, the animatronic. He's talking to you and you're kind of sectioned off and everything. And then, and then from there, you go under the little bridge and you go on into the ride itself. But uh, it is a really cool experience. We did it, I did it a couple of times, maybe two or three times. I, actually, three times. I got to be all three. Because uh, the people I was oh, with, we, we kind of traded up, um, you know, so I was the gunner and the engineer and the whatever else is left, the pilot, I guess. So I could do all those things. And it's very, it was easier than I thought because I had heard people say, you know, you, get, you have to watch the buttons and you can't really watch what's going on. And the buttons light up. They're huge. I mean, so really out of your peripheral, you can just smack it with your hand and be fine. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem for me at all. I thought it was great. Uh, did you try the blue milk? Okay, so I tried the blue milk. I tried mm -hmm. the green milk. Yep, uh, verdict. I really enjoyed both of them, but definitely got to go for the blue milk. Yeah, I would. That did, I did not like the green milk. I'm not a mango fan. It had a kind of a mangoey taste to it, which is mango and milk are two things you don't really put together. It like it mm. didn't taste terrible. It just wasn't my thing. I like. I still think about blue milk. I want a blue milk right now. I just. I it just was creamy and it was good and it just had a good taste to it and. Well, I, I will probably have a couple of those when I go back. I'm going to Disneyland. I'll visit their Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and, and I'll probably will load up on blue milk while I'm there and just chug away. Spend all of my money on $7 blue milks, which is insane. <laughs> so did you oh, guess, nice. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, I guess the starships will blow you away. I mean, this, the X-Wings are there. They're all life-size. The TIE Fighter is there. And it's just 
it's so cool just to see these things in front of you in real life, not on a TV screen or not in a book or whatever. It's like, oh, there's there's a TIE fighter, and it's massive. It's big, which yeah. you, it'd have to be to hold people, but you're like, wow, that's a big ship. So Exactly. So Hollywood Studios, uh, next day you went to Hollywood Studios. You know, Talk a little bit about uh, the other rides, the other attractions that kind of pulled you in. I mean, what, what else would we do at Hollywood? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in Galaxy's Edge, a couple of really cool things that not a lot of people know about. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sabi's Lightsaber Building Workshop. Oh, that's right. You did that, yeah. Easily the coolest attraction that I did the entire time I was in Disney. Now, obviously, nice. I'm a huge Disney fan. Right. But – the show that they do with this and the way that they help you build your lightsaber is so cool. So you go in, you pick your kyber crystal, you pick your parts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this whole show where the guy, he's, he's holding the kyber crystals up, which is the, for those that don't know, the, uh, the color of your lightsaber. It's what powers it. So he's holding the kyber crystals up and he's doing this whole thing. The lights, the sound, they're all there. There's one point where I won't spoil it, but uh, a character's force ghost starts talking to the crowd. Super cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then everybody, you know, does the lightsaber thing at the same right. time. We all push our mirrors and the lights are out and it looks awesome. Awesome. Uh, so if you're a huge Star Wars fan, even if you're kind of a Star Wars fan, pay the $200, do the thing. It is awesome. Great it, it looks a little pricey, but I've heard it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Now, the with the now, I have not seen the lightsabers that come out of. I mean, I've seen people hold them, but I haven't really looked up close to it. I mean, what I'm imagining is the one you see at like Barnes and Noble for like fifty bucks, where you have like a little pipe and a little handle there. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a much more fancy than that. Is that correct? Is that right. right. So okay. the the hilt is actually made out of metal. It's mm-hmm. the same weight that the actual props, the lightsaber props, use. Right. Um, the it's it's super interchangeable so highly customized cool. you know the whole thing very awesome. um another thing Ogus cantina phenomenal mm-hmm. i won't talk about that because i know you've talked about that in your galaxy's yep. edge thing yep. but um if you go to Ogus, get the best bin fizz mm-hmm. uh it's non-alcoholic they do like the dry ice in the bottom so it bubbles up and it has yep. the boba super cool looking had that i've um, tried some of that so yeah, so quickly on the uh, the stuff for Hollywood, I feel like it's a phenomenal park for, for the shows, which makes mm-hmm. a ton of sense. Uh, Beauty and the Beast show was great. Um, the Indiana Jones show might have been my favorite show. It's in a Hollywood. fun show. It's a fun it show. Is. It is it's, so much fun. Did you get picked? Did you get Did you get picked to be down there, or any of your group get picked? I was not picked. Um, I went to the showing before the rest of my group because they were okay. all riding roller coasters, gotcha. of course. Uh, and when they got picked, I think four of my group out of uh-huh. like 15 ended up getting picked because they were all sitting in different parts of the audience. That's awesome. And so the lady was like, oh, hey, where are you from? Muskogee, Oklahoma. Oh, cool. <laughs> where are you from? Muskogee, Oklahoma. Wait a second. <laughs> and, of course, we're, you know, we're hamming it up. We're, yeah, we're a of course. Crew, so. Of course. I can only imagine um, explosions galore, mm-hmm. you know, fight scenes. I was actually scared for some of the stunt actors at one point. So yeah, it's a little, twisted, little twisted. Some of the stunt actors are the people that you're down there with. I've been picked twice. And once was actually on my honeymoon. My, my wife and I got picked and we got to go down there and we got to be some of the tourists and stuff. And then a couple of years ago I got picked and I was doing kind of some of the same stuff. And it's, it's cool to be down there because you get to see up close some of the props and some of the things that are going on. And so it's, it's a really cool setup, the Indiana Jones stunt show. And it's, I recommend that to everybody. Did you get to see the frozen show? I know I, I recommended that one to you. I did get to see the frozen show. Yeah. It was a man so much better than I could. It's even hilarious. It's it is hilarious. so hilarious. Yeah. And that's what, cause 
the Beauty and the Beast show is it's the movie basically, and that's that's cool, that's fine. I haven't seen the show in a while, and, and people ask me about it. I'm like, well, if you like Beauty and the Beast, you'll like the Beauty and the Beast show because it's the, it's the movie. If right. you, even if you don't care for Frozen that much, see the Frozen show because it's so funny. And they put such a good twist on it. And the narrators are out there and they're telling jokes. And some of the jokes are above the kids' heads, straight to the adults. I've heard mm-hmm. that. I've heard them make comments here and there. I'm like, ooh, that's a little bit. That's a little much. But uh, it's, a, it's a great show. And, and I'm glad you liked it. Um, anything else in Hollywood Studios that, you really, that really stands out for you? Um, all of Toy Story Land. So I was able oh, to Oh, that's ride. right. Toy Story Land. Yeah. Dog ride. Uh-huh. Um, phenomenal roller coaster. That's probably, if you're trying to figure out like what I can do, that's about right. the maximum of okay. what I can do um slinky dog ride awesome the um toy story mania was so much fun all oh, seven yeah. of us went together so oh goodness we scores did the whole thing did you win that's the question did you win i got second place out of our entire group that's not uh, bad my boss jared murr of course because he's phenomenal at literally <laughs> everything beat the rest of us so well, but yeah I mean- well, he's also been down there a couple of times too. I sent his family last year and, and, uh, you know, I told him, I was like, you need to gear up for this Toy Story Mania practice because it's coming. And, you know, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the group. I'm ready. So, uh, so yeah, Toy Story Mania is, is, is tons of fun too. So, all right. So we got Hollywood studios, we got animal kingdom, we got magic kingdom. Let's talk about Epcot. Now, Epcot is, uh, your last day or your last park day, I guess, of the week. Um, tell me a little bit about Epcot. How did that go? And, you know, things that stood out, things you did. Yeah, so Epcot, um, honestly, that last day, we were all super tired. That was day five. Right. So a lot of us were just, you know, showing up at different times, doing Mm -hmm. our own kind of thing. Um, Showed up, we went to the space area first. So like that area where like test tracks Mm -hmm. and mission spaces. Right. Um, Did mission space. We went with the wimpy one because, you know, uh, heart heart condition. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It was a ton of fun still. I was... Mm -hmm. The thing I love about that is you can literally just like click and yeah, press. Everything. I do that the whole time, and and they make noises and buttons. And I'm switching and just I'm like a little child, and they're just pushing buttons. I don't care, so it's great. The rest of my group was like doing the stuff that they needed to do, and I'm over here like <laughs> ignition, engage. Right. Here we go, navigator. I need you over there. You know, it was I was yeah. hammered. Well, and it, it doesn't really give you much of a chance to air either because it'll be like pilot engage thrusters like two seconds later pilot. Uh, override and you're like wait i just what where did it go what I, ha- I didn't have a chance to do it so yeah it, it doesn't give you much chance to, to do it you have to be right on it uh mission space is good i'm assuming you did test track uh i did not do test track okay um, i think uh, I heard it was pretty fast so it I is like, fast yeah. it is it is pretty fast although it's it's fast in terms i actually think you could have done it um there's a it's a little jerky here and there within the ride itself but it goes slow but that last part is basically one loop and it goes about 65 miles an hour um it's mm. kind of like it's testing the car uh, so I think, again, you know, go on YouTube, and I would tell this to anybody who's unsure about an attraction, whether they would like it, maybe they can handle it, go on YouTube and check it out, watch the full ride-through, because there's tons of ride-throughs in all the rides, and you'd be able to see what a test track looked like. But I think, you, I think you'd enjoy that. I think if you did it. So did you do Soren? Oh, gotcha. Did you get on Soren? I did do Soren. So uh-huh. after we did the whole space area, we did, um, we did sea and earth, you know, right. right there at the front of the park. Yep. Um, so the sea with Nemo. Mm-hmm. super cool they had the songs from the musical so that was neat we did the yep. aquarium and then we went over to soren mm-hmm. uh, man soren was so good top three rides in all of disney for me good. uh we were in the very front row you know they lift you up in the gondolas yep. and you get to yep. very very similar to me in a lot of ways to flight of passage mm-hmm. um in the immersion and in the um wow like you can smell the smells and and it was just awesome right. it was so cool it's um the 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 
and quickly, the story behind that ride is one of the Imagineers, they had the ride in vision of how they wanted to do it, but they didn't know how they were going to get people to, to see the ride. And somebody had one of those, those toys that are called Technics, and basically you can kind of put the pieces together and kind of build little contraptions. And, and the Imagineer built one of those. And he was like, well, what if we lifted the seats up into the air? And he built it out of little Technic rods and showed it off to the other Imagineers. And they, showed, and they were like, hey, that's how we're going to do it. And it, it, worked, it worked perfectly. Um, just Imagineers playing with toys. And they were like, hey, this is a ride. Uh, it's, I love Soren. I hate that you didn't get to see the old school Soren because the old school Soren was even better. Uh, mm. you know, it, because on uh, you probably saw the Bendy Eiffel Tower and the Bendy Castles and stuff, and right. Soren didn't have that. It's just the way they did it now. So unfortunately, you didn't get to see that. But I'm glad you loved it, which means you would love that other one even more. Maybe they'll bring it back one day. Uh, did you get the ride Frozen? That's the other big ride in Epcot that everybody loves. So I did not get to ride Frozen. Okay. The lines were just too long. Yeah, it, it we were all tired. It was hot. You know. Gotcha. Well, did you get to enjoy the Food and Wine Festival going on that afternoon? I did. Um, so food and wine festival, you know, kind of went around, did some mm -hmm. different areas. Um, I actually, uh, don't drink alcoholic beverages, right. but, um, still tons of stuff to do. We were a little bit confused whenever we first got there. Like, is this a ticketed item? Can we right. just kind of walk up? And, uh, so one of our people just kind of got in line and was like, Oh, Hey, cool. We can just yep. pay for random <laughs> stuff however we want to. So, um, tried out a couple things um all of the like themed areas mm -hmm. one of our people had like a beef flavored drink or something like that so <laughs> that sounds uh, disgusting <laughs> yeah it was it was something uh we had a lot of fun making fun of her for that so that's hilarious. yeah great food phenomenal food um did the snow cones in japan which oh, oh my gosh so good so good and that's again another place people don't know about that little kiosk there as you're walking by japan Right there in the front, little ice cream. It's such good flavor. Love that. Love. It. I will say, Epcot, out of all the parks, I feel like has the most like hidden gems in it. Yeah. Like the Journey into Imagination with Figment. Mm -hmm. um, the the Disney Pixar Short Film Festival was so much fun. That was so cool. It's this you know immersive. You're watching the Pixar shorts. Right. You've seen them tons of times, but the seats are moving, and you right. got like the sense and. It's just like this really cool reveal, and it's awesome. That's good. That's awesome. Glad yeah. you, I'm glad you like that, too. So, all right. So, we've got all, th all through the parks. Um, highlights. Well, uh, uh, let's, before we get to highlights, let's say low lights. Let's say maybe a few things that you're like, you know, I'm not really a fan of this. Or maybe if Disney called you up and said, hey, you know what, Kyle? I know you hadn't been very much. Uh, what are some things off first blush that we probably could improve on? A couple of things we should fix. Thoughts on that? That you were like, I wish it could have been a little bit better. Oh, man. Honestly, I was, <laughs> I was trying to prepare for this question. I right. – don't have a ton. Um, no, you don't need a ton. That's okay. It's probably good that you don't have a ton. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's the idea of the place, right? Um, I wasn't crazy about, is it Dino Land? In, uh -huh. in okay. yep. It was okay. I get why it's there. I like mm. the history behind it. Right. Um, I wasn't super crazy about it personally. Um, ah, not really. Not a, okay. not a whole lot. <laughs> All right, so let's do some highlights. So over the course of the trip, two or three things that just really stood out that you will always remember that you just, I love, and I can't wait to go back and experience that again, or I wish I could have that, you know, I wish I could do that again right now. And uh, a couple of highlights for you. Of course, I got to go Galaxy's Edge. Of course. Um, there's, oh, of course. there's one yep. very specific thing there. If you get the Disney Play app, they have a, a super, super interactive um, quest line that you can do have you have you gotten the chance to do that yet i don't think so no i have not done that i haven't done i haven't done the, the art the app yet i need to but i haven't done that yet oh my gosh it's phenomenal so literally throughout 
the entirety of Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. There are different crates that you can scan and get their contents in your little app. You can uh, rank up with different factions. So mm -hmm. technically, in Star Wars canon, you can look at it. I am a <laughs> lieutenant for the Resistance. Nice. I'm counting it. It happens. I'm going to be in Episode <laughs> 9. Just wait for it. Um, there are, you know, you can hack different things. And if a stormtrooper catches you while you're doing it, they'll try to take away your data pad or your right. phone. Um, there are different quests that you can undergo that you can take from, like, different vendors. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. That is really Super cool. cool. Um, at one point, I was hacking something, and one of the characters by Marathi came by me, and she was like, hey, have you heard anything about uh, the First Order here? I'm trying to get some stuff. And I'm like, no, I haven't, I haven't really heard anything. She's like, you know why, right? That's because of me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang, okay. That's awesome. So I know, and I know we love the Star Wars stuff. Um, other things that you just really – really obviously, Flight of Passage. We love Flight of Passage. But Flight of Passage, got to love it. Um, the I don't know the the immersiveness of Animal Kingdom to me mm -hmm. in Africa you feel like you're in Africa in Asia you feel like you're in Asia yes. when you're looking at the Tree of Life you feel like you're in Florida because it's dumb hot you know right. <laughs> <laughs> right. well Animal Kingdom is probably the most authentic of all four parks only because they sent Imagineers to Africa to villages to kind of study and look at architecture oh. look at designing and everything like that and to to come over and build so some of the things you see in the Africa section like those are those are based on villages and things like that they saw there that they wanted to kind of build um and funny thing about pandora uh they were working on pandora and this is this is one of the things that i think is mostly true it's a it's kind of a legend now and i believe it to be true but i can't verify it's complete factualist but i believe it's true uh they were building animal kingdom they were looking at the designs and everything they visited the harry potter area at universal and realized mm. how immersive it was and how incredible it was they came back scrapped everything they had for animal kingdoms pandora started over they were like we have to do this better which I think obviously made it better because Pandora, it's like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You walk in there, you can't see the rest of the park. You're just in Pandora, which is really, really cool. So, um, all right. So another question um, as we kind of wrap up here. So to a, for a first time traveler, maybe somebody who hasn't been to Disney World in a long time, or maybe they've never been, what were some things that you would kind of tell, you know, I wish I had known or, or I wish that I wish I had prepared better for blah, blah, blah. What are some things that you would kind of advice you would give them to expect or things to do or things to make sure they, they take care of before they go? Sure. Um, number one, honestly, is just have fun with it. Don't worry. Cause there are a ton of options. There are so many different things you can do in any of the four parks. Mm -hmm. Just have fun, just pick something and do it. And you know, if a ride time is longer later, don't worry about it. Right. You can probably do it later toward the end of the evening. Um, you can get as many things as you want to do in the day done, unless, you know, you're trying to ride every single ride in one day. all of the Disney parks in one day. Which that's, is, that's a I little bit hard. I don't know who would do that. That's ridiculous. That's an insane proposition. That's just ridiculous. Honestly, stupid. I was thinking <laughs> while I was there, man, if you have ridden all but one ride in one day, that is just phenomenal. It's, How uh, do you even do that? It's hard to do. It's it's really, really difficult. And we're, we're going to try again next September. Um, Hopefully, nice. third time, third time's a charm. Third time doing a Disney park and all the rides. We'll cross our fingers and see. But Kyle, this has been a treat. This has been great. Um, you know, any final words for Disney or any final words about your trip you want to throw out there as we wrap up? Um, yeah, pick something that you really love and then spend time doing that thing. So mine was Star Good. Wars and Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Pick your pick your fandom. There's something in Disney that you like to do. Just just geek out. Suspend your disbelief. You can probably, you know, see that it's all an amusement park, but just give yourself a second to say like, hey, 
I'm here. I'm meeting my stars. I'm meeting my heroes. Let's just have some fun. Love it. Kyle, man, uh, if people want to find you on the internet, they want to see, uh, see pictures or they want to find out what's going on with you, where would they find you on, the, on, on social medias? Oh, so uh, my Twitter handle is at Kyle the Intern, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Long time Kyle nickname for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> been around for, I think, six years. <laughs> I used to be an intern for Paradigm Shift, and then I was an intern the second year and then the third year. It's a long story. Right. Um, <laughs> On Instagram, where I've posted most of my pictures for that, you can find me at Swarley Carl, S-W-A-R-L-E-Y-K-A-R-L, at Swarley Carl. Very good. Kyle, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. That was awesome. That was cool. awesome. I appreciate that, man. Um, I'm going to get this out. This will, be, this will probably be either next week or the following week's show. I haven't decided yet how, what I'm going to do for next week. I may do something Thanksgiving-themed. If not, this will be next week's show. Uh, but I really okay. appreciate this. This, is, this was fun. This was good hearing you talk about, uh, talk about Disney. And uh, it's fun hearing you talk about the, the Pixar Film Festival and Journey to Imagination. Because people who have gone for a long time, especially travel agents, are like, Nobody's going to want to go to that because it's so silly and stupid. But here, your first time, you're like, it was amazing. I loved it, whatever. So it's, it's good for me to hear that perspective because, you know, I'm, I'm so used to seeing those. I'm like, oh, Pixar Film Festival, whatever. And you loved it. And I love that. I, I, think that's, I think that's great. I think it's really, really good. So. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, you know, I'm, I always like to see things from engineering perspective. So um, just how they did uh, Journey into Imagination and like the whole theme behind it and yeah. You know, cool. cool for me. Very cool. All right, man. You have a great day. I'll see you later. All right. You too. Thanks. All right, bye. Awesome stuff talking to Kyle. I love that conversation. It's just a great conversation. One thing he said that really kind of got my attention was, um, you know, the Figment ride. He was excited about Figment, and he was excited about the, the Pixar Film Festival. And those are two things that I don't get that excited about because, you know, number one, I know the old Figment, and I miss the old version of Figment. And number two, I've seen those Pixar films a thousand times, and, you know, I liked I liked Honey, I Shrunk the Audience much better, so I don't ever go in that theater, but he was excited about going. So it's a reminder to me that just because I'm not excited about it doesn't mean it's not exciting and it's magical for a lot of people which is really really great so find us on the twitters at magic on a dollar find us on instagram at magic on a dollar we are on facebook magic on a dollar and disney on a dollar that's my magic is my fan page disney is my business page i'd love to have you on both we share stuff across the board on all of them daily all kinds of disney stuff disney movies disney reviews disney links uh fun stuff funny stuff all the all the stuff all the news it's all there Follow everything, and you'll never miss a Disney bit ever. Uh, find me, of course, on all the social medias, like I just mentioned. Uh, email me, magicondollar at gmail.com. I would be happy to help you out with your Disney trip. And guess what? Also, with your Royal Caribbean trip as well, I am getting certified at Royal Caribbean, and I can send you on the Mariner of the Sea and the Independence of the Sea and the Princess of the Sea and all the seas of the seas and the seas and all of those boats and whatever they call them. I can send you on those as well. If you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to take a break from Disney just this once, I got your back, man. I got your back. Uh, I'm David Dollar, and I am uh, your Disney Magical Travel Planner, your favorite Disney Magical Travel Planner. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Magical to Dollar. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, all the usual type places. Now, before we end the show, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, I mentioned how Tom Holland saved Spider-Man. I found this fun clip, this fun little clip. Tom Holland is on the Jimmy Kimmel show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he's talking about how 
how he got a call from Bob Iger. This is back when, you remember when Spider-Man was being pulled by Sony away from Disney, away from Marvel. They were going to kind of do their own thing and people went crazy and it's like Spider-Man wasn't going to be in the Marvel Universe anymore. Well, we found out the story of what kind of happened and how Tom Holland was involved. It's a three-minute clip, so I'm going to play that right now and then the show will end after that. So if you want to listen to the clip, great. If not, you can just end the show here and know you won't miss anything else. But uh, fun clip. You guys listen to this. Have a great time. Share the show. Have a great week. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Uh, last time uh, Bob Iger was here, Bob Iger is yes. the CEO of the Disney. Disney Corporation. He runs ABC, our network. He runs Marvel. He runs a lot, every, everything, really. Yes. He uh, was telling us a story about, of course, we most of us who care know that at one time, Sony, which owns the rights to Spider-Man, was pulling Spider-Man out of the Marvel Universe. And it was terrible. And you somehow, right. according to Bob, smoothed that over. Is that correct? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was entirely my doing. What was your doing? I saved Spider-Man. You did? No, I didn't. <laughs> you are Spider-Man. Uh, we were at D23, which is the big Disney convention, right. and the news had come out, and I, I was obviously devastated. I was really upset, and all my Marvel friends were there, and they were taking, like, Marvel pictures, and I was, like, <laughs> not allowed to be in them. It was awful. Really? And, um, you were excluded from the photographs? Yeah, it did, like, a big... It, yeah, it was, it was oh, not the best wow. day. But anyway, I asked if I could get Bob's email, because I just wanted to say thank you. I just wanted to say, this has been an amazing five years of my life. Thank you for changing my life in the best way. And I hope that we can work together in the future. And I got his email, I sent him the email, and then he responded very quickly saying, I'd love to jump on the phone with you at some point. When are you free? And you, you don't give Bob Iger like a schedule. You're like, mm -hmm. whenever, Bob. Mm -hmm. So like two, three days go by, and then my family and I went to the pub quiz in our local like town. Oh, like the night of trivia? Yeah, yeah like we're, okay. doing, we're doing a, a quiz. Okay. And I'm like three pints in, right? <laughs> Haven't eaten much. And I get a phone call from an unknown number, and I have a feeling, I'm like, I think this is Bob Iger. But I'm drunk. <laughs> so anyway, so my dad's like, just take the call, you'll be fine. So anyway, so I answer the call, and I'm like, hey, Bob, actually, I'm really glad you called. What was the question? When did Snow White come out? For, 1944? 1944, write that down. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But I basically just said, thank you for the opportunity, and then he said, there is a world in where we can make this work, and then there was a bunch of phone calls back and forth from Tom Rothman. He was really instrumental in the process, and, and, uh, and it was really interesting for me to have these two like studio heads like, what do you think? Uh-huh, yeah, it was like I don't know, a custody arrangement in a way. <laughs> yeah. But Bob's, I think Bob said you cried on the phone. Is that true? I weeped. You, did you really? No, I didn't weep. I did, yeah. You did a little bit? <laughs> yeah. No, I was really emotional. Uh-huh. Because I felt like it was all coming to an end. It was, it was bad news. <laughs> it really was bad news. No, we, I don't know. We had a really good plan with what we were going to do with Sony. The future of Spider-Man was still very bright. Uh-huh. Um, but it would have been a shame to take him out of the MCU, you know? Right. That's where he belongs, and we've built such a strong character in that world and it would have been a shame to to lose that but i'm just really glad that we met Boy, i'm really glad you got drunk and got on the phone with bob and i know yeah <laughs> wow it's weird the way things work out isn't I know. it yeah well it's great to see you thank thanks you for, for always coming back. by tom holland everybody thanks for listening 
Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.